and joining us, ABC News correspondent M. Wen in Washington, D.C., to get the perspective on what the American response is. Good morning, M. Good morning. Good to be here. And when the U.S. says they want to help, what is the best way to help in this situation? Right. I mean, at this time, we understand that senior officials say that at least nine American citizens were killed in the attacks in Israel. So we know that the U.S. is trying to send any available weapons and munitions to Tel Aviv. But just remember that any other request for additional aid to Israel will need congressional approval. And right now the House does not have a speaker. So that would need to happen first before any other legislative business moves forward. We also know that the Defense Secretary announced he has ordered American military ships to move closer to the region. The U.S. is sending Navy carrier strike groups, including missile destroyers and cruisers, into the region. They're positioning more fighter jets into the region. But we understand from experts here at ABC News that the U.S. is not expected to get directly involved, but really to serve more as a backup in terms of uh, weapons and munitions and uh, also serve as a deterrent to others getting involved in the conflict there right now. Em, you mentioned the missing Speaker of the House. We will hopefully have one sometime later this week, but that's an, that's an open story as well. What extra power, what extra things could the President of the United States do without congressional approval? Are there, are there any measures, any steps you could take that would not have to go through Congress, given that they are missing a leader in the House? Well, essentially right now, there's very few things that the president can do. He can pull from the stockpile that he has right now, which is essentially just the weapons and munitions that Israel has been asking for. And he can send those over, airlift those over, make sure they get there in a timely manner. But really, his hands are tied beyond that, other than moving military ships, moving carrier strike groups into the region. Otherwise, he's going to need to get more aid from Congress, and that needs to happen with the approval of the House. And again, right now, there is no indication that the Republican conference is coalescing around any one candidate. So it's going to be difficult to see if they're actually going to get a new speaker by midweek, which is what they're aiming for. It's going to be a chaotic week here on Capitol Hill. We know that the House GOP are set to meet behind closed doors today. They're going to be followed by a candidate form on Tuesday and a potential vote, as you kind of mentioned, on the floor by Wednesday. But again, we only know two people who are trying for this role. It's House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan, and Majority Leader Steve Scalise. They have both launched bids for the top job. We know that former President Donald Trump is throwing his support behind Jordan. But we don't know if the majority of the GOP will be voting any one of them in at this point. And, M, there's been conversations about the lack of intelligence in Israel's organization Is that conversation going on in our organization and U.S. intelligence? Absolutely. This conversation is going across many different uh, governments right now because Israel was completely blindsided by this attack that came on Saturday. The Hamas militant group launching a deadly attack on many of their areas in Israel. We know on Sunday, Israel had formally declared war on Hamas. They tried to cut power to Gaza, but this attack seems to be continuing. Uh, The big question, as you kind of mentioned, is just how did this happen? Because we knew at this point there were uh, uh, potentially uh, many different entities working with Hamas, including Iran, 
Um, at this point, the White House says nothing is definitive that Iran actually did work with Hamas at this uh, attack on Saturday. Um, but certainly, if this attack happened on Saturday, there must have been a conversation between numerous people, potentially hundreds, potentially thousands of people, uh, to have this actually happen. Palestinians must have been stocking up rockets and munitions and likely coordinating with outside help. Uh, but how did they miss it? That's certainly going to be a head scratcher for days to come as Israel and the U.S. and other governments try to figure that out. ABC News correspondent from Washington, D.C. M. Wynn joining us on WTMJ. The conversation on anything involving international relations always turns political. We've seen comments from Donald Trump. We've seen both Democrats and Republicans lob different charges. To me, it's a depressing state of American politics where that that's the first thing they're talking about versus just offering our support as a country. Do you get the sense that this will just be more fodder for the just the, the constant grind of pure partisan politics in Washington, D.C.? Absolutely. When something like this happens, we are sure to hear from the opposing party of the White House, which, of course, Republicans are now blaming President Biden because they've raised concerns about $6 billion in Iranian dollars. The Biden administration had unfroze the sanctions against Iran as part of a swap for five American hostages in the past. And, of course, you know that Iran funds and supports Hamas, which launched the attack on Saturday. But essentially, Secretary of State Antony Blinken is rejecting that notion, telling ABC News that not a single dollar from that account has been used and spent to date. He says that those funds are being closely monitored to be spent just for humanitarian reasons like food and medicine and medical equipment. But this is not going to be the last we hear from it. And that also wasn't taxpayer money. It was money from from an oil sale that had been frozen in South Korea in the first place. Right. This is not taxpayer dollars. These are just unfrozen from sanctions that the Biden administration had put. Uh, So at this point, you know, this is going to be a conversation we're going to hear from Republicans here on Capitol Hill, but also from Republicans running for president. They are very quick to blame the White House. But again, the White House saying that none of those dollars that have been unfrozen had actually been spent. Em, you mentioned the the timeline for the replacements or the new Speaker of the House, and and I guess time and, and their actions will tell us what that's going to look like, whether it's Steve Scalise or Jim Jordan. Is there a sense from the White House or the administration of, of what comes next here? Other than offering aid, we have the, the president's public statement on later in the afternoon Saturday. Is there a what comes next for the Biden administration on this subject? So at this point, we know that the White House and his top aides are really trying to contend with this complicated diplomatic situation. He's obviously talking with his Israeli counterpart, Benjamin Netanyahu. They have been friends for decades. Uh, But certainly at this point, there is a lot of uncertainty moving forward because we have heard from some congressmen here on Capitol Hill who believe that this will be uh, a fighting that is prolonged in the region. We heard from House Democratic Leader Hakeem Jeffries, who says that he's predicting this will take a while for this to actually uh, conclude and that Congress will need to pass appropriations to fund Israel's defense systems because They need that right now, as there are a barrage of rockets going into Israel. We also know at this very moment, just a few minutes ago, that explosions have been um, happening in Gaza from Israel. Airstrikes at the IDF has been called uh, targeting Hamas operations. Um, In in Gaza, uh, we know that hundreds of people have died, Palestinian 
authorities say at least 500 people have been killed. Israel saying at least 700 people have been killed. So the death toll continues to rise. And this is just going to be a big, complicated diplomatic situation for for the White House at this point. And M, we've seen a lot of uh, demonstrations over the weekend. I, the FBI and DHS are contacting police forces around the country now in case hate crimes increase in response to this? Yeah, absolutely. There are areas that are more sensitive, of course, to the two sides that have been involved in this attack. Uh, you know that there is a long-standing history there in Israel. The conflict goes back to the early 1900s. And so certainly there are high tensions not there, but also here in the United States and certainly local police are keeping a close eye on that. M. Wynn, ABC News correspondent right there in Washington, D.C. Thank you for joining us this morning, giving us uh, that update from uh, the political side of things and how to move forward as Americans. Thanks so much.